When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we were like, man, if only someone had taught us all these things. And I wish we had this bank of information when I started running or when I was at the very beginning of really getting into things and listening to my body and giving it actually what it needs. I'm here to do that for you. Welcome, everyone, to Run Girl Radio. I'm Holly Dickinson, founder of Excel Strength and Conditioning, where we coach and empower female runners just like you across the world, making you faster, more knowledgeable, and set for a lifetime of injury-free running. Each week, I will be bringing you impactful information, creative solutions, and juicy running tips to get you one stride closer to your highest running self. Knowing that when curious and strong women are equipped with on-topic information and innovative solutions, there is no stopping us. Consider me your personal running coach in your back pocket. So join me and get ready to bust down some barriers, laugh at some running real talk and get excited and energized as we have some fun finding our way together through this wonderful world of running. All right, ladies, we are diving feet first into this week's episode. We are talking about feet and yes, some people love them. Some people hate them. We just got to tolerate them and we actually have to figure out what they need from us to keep going, to keep stepping forward. If you're a walk runner, this is just as important for those of you that run marathons versus walk runners because we're all putting mileage into our feet and they are hitting the floor running. The other week I was buying my newest running shoes and I had a really great heart-to-heart with the fellow who owns the store and who has put in so much so much mileage into his feet and that he had bony spurs and his feet have had a heck of a time and we were like man if only someone had taught us all these things and I wish we had this bank of information when I started running or when I was at the very beginning of really getting into things and listening to my body and giving it actually what it needs I'm here to do that for you so skip all the years of bad bony landmarks and things you don't want happening to your feet Um, because I've had years of bunions and worn squeaky orthotics religiously since they started to get bad as a teen and I learned to take care of my feet so they can run fast for me and so I can run for a long 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 time. (laughs) So I'm going to share with you my top tips and secrets for foot recovery and how to pamper your feet and keep them in good nick. So let's start with things that I keep in my bathroom for my foot recovery. Epsom salts always have them on hand. (laughs) So Epsom salts are great for a foot soak and it doesn't have to be the entire tub. It can just be a bit in the bottom of your tub, just a few inches covering your feet or into a bucket and actually filling it up with less volume of water, but up to kind of shin height in the bucket. Epsom salts are magnesium sulfate and it helps with muscle joint and recovery. There's no crazy studies showing direct impact, but Everyone uses them and it has been done for many years. So there is a high correlation with recovery and with how relaxed our body feels and how quickly we can get back out there when we use Epsom salts. So just do it. See how it feels. If it's not for you, if you're a person that can't sit still and doesn't like to bathe, just do a 10-15 minute foot soak. 
send some texts, send some emails. You're sitting there, just your feet are in. This is going to be a great way to just get those feet relaxed and give them a nice flush. Another thing I keep in my bathroom is a pumice stone or like a foot exfoliator stick, whatever. You've probably seen them in the, in the drugstore. I highly recommend you guys getting one and just hang it in your shower. Have it somewhere where it's visible um, or put it in your phone. Okay, every week I'm going to do this or it becomes part of your self-care. If you have a bath one time a week, maybe that's the time that you also pumice your feet. Now we want to pumice the areas of our feet where calluses build up. And basically a callus, if you don't know what that is, it's, a, it's like an area of hard skin that thickens on the foot and it forms in response to pressure or friction in your shoe. When the pressure is concentrated in a small area or a hot spot of your foot, it really shows up. I have it right underneath the ball of my foot, so right underneath the inner side of my foot where the bunion is. And if you don't stay on top or don't relieve the pressure from the callus, it can actually become super painful. So the nicest thing to do is not pumice right after a run or on a run day, but do it on a rest day when they've not been challenged that day and they're not really sore from having taken that pressure point or taken that friction in your shoe. Just time to do it on a down day. Now, another thing I keep in my bathroom is some body cream. Yes, you can get specific foot cream, but I find body cream just... You have one bottle and it does everything. <laughs> so after my bath or my shower, I'll lather my feet up and I'll put my socks on. Big reminder, don't be doing this if you're going to go work out or if you're going to plan on running later that day or before you shower next time because moisturizer on top of sweat, if it's in your shoe, can get super slippery and it feels like you're on an ice rink <laughs> in your shoe. So highly not recommended if you're going to go and do something crazy active, but great in the evening if you just know you're going to go to bed, put a big thick pair of socks on or just some ankle socks after you've lathered up your feet with some good cream. You'll just be rehydrating your feet and keeping them in good nick so they're nice and supple for your constant challenging in the runs and the workouts you're doing. So if talking about calluses wasn't enough to make you turn off the podcast, thank you. You're still here. Now we're going to challenge you with toenails. <laughs> no, but seriously, toenails, we got to stay on top of them. Just clip them down, file them off at the end with an emery board. Um, and I actually even sometimes file on top of the nail as well so that my toenail isn't so thick on certain toes. I know, disgusting. This is very non-glamorous, but it's the stuff nobody teaches you. You have to do it. <laughs> you have to learn it all either by mistake or from people like me telling you, how to take care of your toes and of your feet and not to go through a million and a half socks because that's a real thing and we don't want to be wasting our nice socks. So moving onwards, thank you for hearing me out on those two gross topics into the next one. What is in my freezer? Okay. What is in my freezer or my fridge? And you're like, what? What about some nice snacks? Because we're all here for snacks. No, I'm talking about recovery specifically for our feet. Now I want us to think about a water bottle. Now, an iced water bottle is perfect for a foot roller. If you have some plastic water bottles, no, that's not very earth-friendly, but if you have one that can just be designated as this or that you can upcycle, take it out of your recycle bin, fill it. Again, don't put the cap all the way on nice and tight or it will blow up in your freezer. Fill it most of the way up, but leave about an inch between the last bit of water and the top of the bottle and put the lid on lightly and have it standing upright. You can put a sock over this if you just have a raggedy sock or one you can just donate to your recovery pile. Pop that around the water bottle. Once it's frozen, you can take it out 
and you can roll the bridge and the arch of your foot on the water bottle and it will be cool and it will be nice and you can do some flexion extensions of the toes and really get a little bit of cooling sensation, especially if it's a hot day and you've been running on the tarmac. My, my feet really heat up in the summertime and this is just such a nice relieving way. Now, you can have this at your workstation, you can be watching TV, so you can be sitting at your desk and rolling your feet like this on your frozen water bottle. Just make sure you do the cap up because as the water melts, it will come through the end. Um, so just make sure that you have the, the safety lid on there. This is great for people that have plantar fasciitis, which is much more serious, of course, than what we're talking about recovery-wise. Um, but you can even use a lacrosse ball. If you have one, pop it in the freezer, make sure it's clean, pop it in the freezer. That cooling sensation, whilst we stretch through the base of our foot and massage the base of our sole can be so soothing. Now, if you have a rolling pin, yes, for cookies, but we're going to use it in a more functional way. <laughs> and it's probably going to get used way more with this than with your cookie making. So if you have a marble or a steel rolling pin, it's totally safe to put those in the freezer or in the fridge. They won't get damaged. But if you just have a wooden one, totally can use this in the same way. It just won't be cold is you can use this in your lower legs. So on the back of your calf and your soleus, which is just below, kind of by your Achilles, you can use an upward motion with some pressure. And I like to sit down when I do this and put the roller behind my lower leg. And you can kind of flush the lower leg back up towards the heart. Feels super great. And especially if you've done hills or any sort of incline in your run today, it's gonna feel nice or if you're a beginner, because our lower legs always get a little bit more challenged with us being on our toes for running versus walking. The next recovery tip that can be added to that roller under your feet, roller behind the calves, is to elevate your legs and get some venous blood return back to your heart after you've had a hot, sweaty run. So this next tip is like a little bonus recovery tool because it's not something specifically that's in my freezer. We've already gone over iced water bottles for under your arches and a rolling pin for the back of your calves. But I want us to think about elevating our legs, especially if your legs feel really heavy or really swollen, or if you're just really super hot, even after you've cooled down from your run, time to get those legs up. I like to lay on the floor and put my legs up on the wall or on the couch but it's ideal to keep the legs like straight whilst you do this versus bending at the knee and having them over your couch. So find a good comfy spot. You can even position yourself so that you can see the TV out of the corner of your eye or put some good music on. Create that atmosphere so that you can have a little bit of time inverted and get a little bit of venous return. You can turn this into a bit of a stretch too for your hamstrings and you can do one leg at a time up the wall and the other one if you use a doorway straighten it through the doorway. So one leg is up, getting that hamstring stretch on the back of that upper leg, and the other one is just passively laying on the floor, creating that stretch. You can even do your inner thighs as a little bit of a stretch too, and your IT bands and your gastroc and soleus, bending those toes back and forward, thinking about dropping your legs out to the side, kind of like a dead frog position is what I call it, and getting the inner thigh stretch, or dropping one foot across body. But really, like I said, the main point is getting that venous return, carrying the blood back to your heart from your extremities. And actually, in our legs, we have, we have a one-way valve in our veins that keeps the blood flowing back upwards and stops it from pooling in our lower extremities. Now, if you have some sort of insufficiency or the valves don't work like they should, 
or you're like me and you do have some varicose veins in your legs, mine aren't distended, but they definitely are colored and I think about it often, is have your legs up just so that it can drain everything out so you can proactively stay on top of your circulation. Great, so we've gone over things that you can have in your bathroom, the Epsom salts, the pumice, the cream in the socks and stay on top of your toenails. Now into the freezer we have the iced water bottle and a rolling pin and elevating your legs as a little extra tip. Now we're going to go into who you can see if you need extra help with your feet. If you're chronically getting plantar fasciitis or you notice you have bony spurs or bony landmarks that are changing and growing in your feet, laterally is very common on the medial side so the inside of our feet where the bunions if you know what bunions are or on the lateral part of your feet by your pinky toes i recommend seeing a pro once a year you can get someone to look at your feet and make sure everything is well and that you're walking around and running around properly on them supported not needing any sort of exercises specific to your anatomy of your feet and how they may be progressing as they get used for years and years. I would recommend seeing a pro once a year to get someone to look specifically at your feet, see how you're walking, make sure if there's any bony landmarks on either side of your feet that they're getting measured and recorded so that they add as a baseline for next time that you get them rechecked that they're not getting worse, they're not getting more prominent, or they're not getting more tender and sore as you ramp up your training. Just the same way we go to our dentist, right? We're making sure everything's good. They're taking x-rays, they're looking around, they're observing, and they're teaching us the proper hygiene, flossing and brushing. <laughs> and the same would be from a podiatrist or a foot specialist or a shropodist, right? Someone that can handle specifically your feet and teach you what the hot spots are specifically from or how you can be training your feet and the arches in your feet to be handling your runs better and to be actually ambulating in general, like walking in general, in a very healthy way for your body. Now on top of that, I highly recommend rest and rehab your feet, okay? When they're speaking to you, they're speaking to you for a reason. And I like to train all of my clients with an undulating program specifically for running and for their workouts too, for their cross training, but making sure to actually plan some rest or some deloading. So making sure that your body is not always, always taking in high mileage or quick sprints that are always on your toes, that we're actually fluctuating and undulating so you have that time to handle the stress in your feet and recover from it. The next one you're gonna love, and it's the best part, is go get a pedicure. If you don't want to be filing and cutting your own toe the next one you're all gonna love. I am telling you, yes, Coach Holly is providing you with this information. You can tell your partner, you can tell your parents if they're like, what? You're going for a pedicure again? <laughs> go get a pedicure, okay? It's functional. If you don't want to go to a podiatrist or your, your symptoms in your feet are, are fine, you just need to take care of them and you don't want to be bending over backwards or forwards or sideways, cutting your toenails and pumicing your feet all the time. Just schedule it in once a month. That's your foot care time. And whilst you're there, they may not be a complete specialist in everything bony anatomy and structure of the feet, but you can ask them, like, where are more of my calluses? Like, can you get a good shot of them? Because I can tell you, I, I can see the bottom of my feet, but only for so many seconds whilst I'm holding my leg up in this awkward position. So 
have them tell you, oh, here and here, and have them poke at it. So, okay, that is where I am getting a bit more repetitive stress on my feet. Now we're going to move into some gear. So what can you actually be looking for in your socks, in your shoes that can be providing you with a bit more of a holistic approach when it comes to footwear and proper for your specific feet? Wearing the right socks is huge, especially for avoiding blisters if you're doing longer mileage or if you sweat a lot on your feet too. Making sure your socks are breathable and wicking is massive. The thickness and the climate that you run in is also going to be hand in hand. So if it's winter time, I normally kind of go for sort of a, a wicking or a woolly sort of sock because my feet get cold. <laughs> and if you're in the summertime, making sure it's a really thin um, synthetic material, they come up with some really great materials. Now, I'm an ambassador for a local company called Endure, and they have some of the coolest socks around. Ankle, crew height, and they have some really nice compression socks and yeah, if you have worn compression socks, normally they're the most ugly things, but these ones are beautiful. <laughs> they have some of the coolest prints. So this performance apparel brand actually was created and acknowledged for advertising in the pursuit of progress and celebrating the journey rather than the end result. From humble beginnings, they actually were a basement operation. Then they went to Dragon's Den and Endure has just grown into an innovative brand that has fostered a community where everyone, no matter the starting line, feels empowered to challenge the limits of what is possible for them. So I have a gift for you, 15% off if you wish, with the code HOLLYD15, that's one five, enjoying all of your sock needs, and you're going to want to see all of their funky designs, because I bet there are ones that you're going to like. Now moving on to the last and the biggest piece of gear advice is... Footwear. Now, when we think of footwear, there is lots to go into, and I'm definitely not a specialist when it comes to this, but I know some key pointers. Go with the right support and the correct shoe for you. Now, for me, that's a solid shoe that allows me to put an orthotic in so that I can go based on how that orthotic is holding my foot. So a bit of more of a rigid shoe. For you, if you feel like your running shoes are all wrong, go to your local private running shoe store that specializes in running and runners specifically to what you desire. Ask them to assess you walking or running. And that's like barefoot walking so that they can see how your foot is naturally. And then with the shoes that you're trying on to see if it is supportive and correct for your form and your footwear and comfy for you too. Some great running shoe stores actually have an in-house treadmill setup with cameras so they can actually show you how your footfall is and what your patterns are so that they can fit you with the right shoe. Other really important details to tell the person that's helping you with your next pair of running shoes Tell them where you get hot spots in the past shoes, maybe certain areas where it's more tender or you've had callus buildup. Tell them how often and how far you run in your weeks and also when your next race is and how long it is. So if it's a distance that you haven't done before that, that's new to you, tell them that. They will be able to guide you in the right direction. Also tell them what terrain you run on for durability. They're going to pick the right shoe with the right support for that specific terrain. Now, speaking of the lifetime of your shoe, the mileage in your shoe is a little old school to track um, and it does vary dramatically. But so long as your shoes are comfortable, providing adequate support, have good tread and aren't causing inflammation or injury locally to your foot, then you're good. But there was a system where you would track how many miles you had put in a certain shoe before you put it back up on the shelf or you hand it to the secondhand store. 
but it really does depend on the terrain that you run on and how that compromises your shoe and how you actually strike the floor. So there's lots of variables. Harsher surfaces and loose asphalt will actually tear up your shoes and the base of your shoes a lot more. Similarly to if you have a footfall that's a bit more abrasive to the ground, that can also ruin your tread real quick. So it really does depend. You actually can benefit from changing your runners. Like have a couple pairs if you can, if you can afford that, or if you have an old pair that you're like, okay, let's introduce a new pair and have a few different ones that are comfortable for your foot. If you're running consistently three or more times a week at different training intensities, at different paces, distances, terrains, all of that is switching up. You actually want to think about having a couple pairs of runners. So long as they're all comfortable and they're all functional and they have good grip, they all give the legs a greater deal of variation and how the muscles and the legs themselves are loaded. And a regular change in that loading reduces the risk of running related injuries. Regardless of how many miles you're putting in to one pair of shoes, this is kind of a nice way to bleed that all together. So I hope all of those foot care feet first tips really help and give you a little bit of perspective on what you can be doing to really making sure that your feet are in proper health. Now a little sneak peek into the next episode. Who am I to call myself a runner? Hands up. Who has felt like this? You're like, ah, I run sometimes. I have seasons. I come back. I go. I have a baby. I come back. Maybe I don't feel like running for a couple months and I come back. Who am I to call myself a runner? We're going to go over this. We're going to break down some barriers together on that topic. Thank you for being here for today's episode, ladies. Please do like, rate, review this podcast, Run Girl Radio, and let me know what you enjoy most and what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. On Instagram, at Excel Strength Conditioning, you can DM me anytime. Please let me know. I would love to hear from you and see the faces behind the listeners that are on this show. Can't wait to connect with you all. I will see you in the next episode. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.